Brendan, we are back. What's going on, dude? Very dirty. All good, Ben. How has the week been since my absolute week of complaining last week? Um, it's been okay. It's been, I think, the, the same as every other week. I think same. Nothing really out of the ordinary happened. Maybe a week closer to a hopeful return to normality for people. Do you reckon we're going to get us? It's looking that um, way. Uh, I think we are from all the stories that are coming out. I think it'll go back to level three and the first. I mean, um, back. I think so, yeah. Wow, that'd be great. Just even two yeah. weeks up to Christmas would be. It's just, it's basically, it's seven days from now. I think people will. And I think, to be honest, if, if it. Unless it goes like massively bad, badly, whatever. Um, I think they'll reduce it again before Christmas. Not because of the numbers or it's the right thing to do. It's because I think the government have just lost the popular opinion of people or, or the, like that following. It's gone. gone. Even, the, even the, most, the most hardcore, like, lockdowners and, and fucking doorbell wipers uh, have just, that, that ship has sailed. Have you seen so, the videos of Cork City at the weekend, though? I did. Uh, there's, a bit of, there's a bit of a mixed story there as well. Like, that's not just... You, I witnessed I witnessed it about four I thought I'd know I thought I recognised that fella running away from the Kafka, right? I tell me, you yeah. you've lost some amount of weight fair play to. I was kinda of rolling along there now. <laughs> I actually I drove in at like four o'clock to, to get my um weekly nice dinner out. I, I went for a burger from Cockbull. It was lovely. And um on the way out, the amount of people in there, like it was just mob, like it seemed like a regular Saturday. So I was saying, Yeah, chances are things are gonna get uh, definitely a bit busier by the evening and they did. So yeah, I mean, well, you see, they're they're upping it every week. It's it's quite class to see it. Ah, uh, you see, there's there's a bit of a like I said, there's a bit of a double edged sword to this story because the one that's been reported mostly, obviously, is there was what nine people arrested, and there's that video from the Grand Parade of people being chased by the cops and a cop car driving down the footpath. Yeah, which make it which makes it seem like kind of seen out of a movie like kind of rioting going on but it wasn't that was that all stemmed from uh, drugs apparently oh yeah that's very so that wasn't just a random like bunch of people who decided to break the covid rules uh, that was a totally different thing now there was a huge amount of people in the city but I've, i i spoke to somebody who was up there with their family and they went just basically walked into town with their two kids to post their christmas letters in the post office because it's all lit up with the special post box for Santa. Posted mine a few weeks back, yeah. So uh, they were just going through that. There, apparently there was like a huge queue for the post box. I don't understand the concept of queuing for a post box. I mean, just walk up and put it in, but I suppose because of the way it is, people taking pictures and... Yeah, it's kind of like a nice but, thing to do. Yeah, but the usual then, like the queue got bigger, people... F- not that they forgot about it, but there just isn't, you know, people are all of a sudden on top of each other and then... Just a lot of there was just a lot of people in around the city, and then that thing happened with the cops and these guys or whatever. So it just seems like it all went a bit mental, but I don't think it was as bad as it looked. Yeah, do you know I, all I'd say was it was busy. I didn't even realize there was any kind of drama around it outside of the fact of yeah, I saw that video like it's quite bad, but like I assumed there was something going on there as opposed to just the usual. But the, the, that, that, that's what I mean. I think what it stems from losing people, um, like the amount of people that are just talking about, they're going, people are going to go see their family and friends at Christmas. I don't think, 
I won't say everyone, but the majority of people are, regardless of what level of lockdown. If, if it was level five on Christmas Day, I think you're going to find people traveling to see their, their families and friends. People are just Definitely. have had enough. I think it's finally taken its toll. Like, what is it now? 10 months, nine months on, where the like the pressure and mental aspect of it is far outweighing the health aspect of it for people. It's true, man. And it's everywhere. But look, come on, we won't uh, we won't bore the listeners. With yeah, we don't talk them. about it on this show. Well, we do now, but as it turns out, it just seems to keep coming up. Yeah, I mean, look, minutes in the news. Such is life. It is current affairs. I mean, look, um, on the side of more the fitness side of things, like it is good to think that, you know, at least people are going to have the chance to move around a bit more, get out, maybe get into a gym and just have a nice run up to Christmas. And like me personally, I'm buzzing for that. Even if it's only two or three weeks of good training coming up to Christmas, it's going to frame it nice that you can kind of take the foot off the pedal a little bit for that week and just enjoy it. Uh, so I think that's a win. Uh, I think it is for everyone, really. I don't see any downside to it. Like we, I know, you know, we had that whole conversation about gyms opening and not opening. And like I said at the time, I don't agree with them being closed. They just there, but delighted for people that are opening again. Yeah, man, it'll be a bit of a win to be honest. And like you said, for you, like last week was such a, a shitty week. Very easy for that to roll over into this week. But at least now you have that. Whether it's whether it turns out to be right or not, at least you'll have that hope for the next seven days that oh yeah, gym is opening again. I'll just get through these few days. That'll keep sure. you on a little a little level till then. And then boom, gyms won't open and you're back into your hole. It's actually funny, but like last week was just I mean, I'm sure the listeners loved listening to the constant complaints of me for forty five minutes. But it actually just unloading all those complaints and kind of like literally acknowledging out loud, like, look, I'm really struggling with the idea of being motivated or wanting to go training like it just allowed me to kind of look at the situation afterwards be a bit reflective and go okay so maybe training is going to be perfect for the next week or two maybe i don't want to do at home sessions but went on a few extra walks kept the food in line and you know it was a good week i wouldn't you know i wouldn't say on the scale it was any any major feat but you know nothing went up things went a little bit down and we'll we'll take it it was a grand win and funny you say it because there was feedback from people who listened during the week who said they were in the exact same boat. It just seems to have hit that kind of time. It wasn't just you. You're not uh, You're not the only one affected by everything else. But yeah, there was people who just said, and actually the same people who were saying, oh, they're in the same boat, just had that kind of little rewind as well. Like, okay, it wasn't me, but get on with it. Like, see, it wasn't that bad. It, it, it's not that hard to fix let's go again that is it man and i mean look the way i see it and it kind of it does bring us on nicely to this week's topic but like you kind of you're left with two choices when you get to a point like that and it's actually it doesn't have to be a major shift in one direction or the other but you know what what tends to happen is people are gonna just go off as we've discussed before and just push the fuck it button and probably cancel all plans of progress and cancel all plans of anything along those lines or they're going to like just slowly but surely put the small steps in place to keep themselves going, even if it's not major strides. And um, look, I suppose this week, mainly, we really wanted to discuss the idea of people maybe, I suppose, quitting. I don't know, is there any better way to put it? But uh, there is, I suppose, a real quitting culture kind of embedded into people these days. And it's, yeah, it's, it's... Been something I've been a part of. I mean, I think we all delve in and out of it from time to time. I don't even... 
yeah, quitting is definitely like probably the the best way to put it. But it's even just that the throwaway, the convenience culture. Like it's people will do, and I suppose why people quit. It's generally the easiest option. If if the if not if if whatever the opposite like whatever you're doing is easier, like you wouldn't stop doing it. But if, if the majority of time you're doing whatever you're doing isn't easy, so the easy option quit, stop doing it try something else do something else but it is everywhere and we it, it's not we're, we're not just talking about food or training or fitness or anything it, it's everywhere it's like all of that stuff it's work it's home life it's relationships it's like buying it's everything it's just it's become like consumerism taking over all aspects of it's probably easier to replace things or easier to buy something else or easier to just throw something out. Same way, like, I, oh, such a cliche saying, but the whole, like, when they go and get tough thing, well, it should really be, like, when they go and get tough, people quit. It is just, I mean, look, it, it is kind of the way things go with so many people, but I think it depends on the situation, you know. You'd have someone who could sit and work 10 years in an awful job that they absolutely hate, and there's no quitting them in that respect. But then that person could take up a new fitness regime, and then, you know, after six weeks, they just want to pack it in. Even though they had all these ambitions, they've bought all this gear, they've done, taken all these positive steps, and probably progressed within that six weeks. And then suddenly you they just say no i'm done i'm not doing it and i mean look for for you say over the years like how many attempts have you made to maybe improve your fitness get a bit healthier lose a bit of weight and there's always been some give or some i suppose shift in the opposite direction where you've kind of slanted back down now from your perspective is it a a quit mentality or is it a a gradual transition into maybe bad habits oh like it's an infinite number amount of times but for me, generally, it's the it's the gradual thing. I never come to a hair stop and just like head in hand moment and saying "fuck this," I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, it's more of a you just kind of. Uh, it's more of a like something rolls into another, and you, oh, you know, it'll be grand this week, and then you don't do it, and then you get caught up in something else, and then all of a sudden, it's like you haven't for whatever, like say that tra- you haven't done it in six weeks. And then because you haven't done it, you're after going a couple of steps back and it's a little bit harder than it was six weeks ago. You try and pick it up again. And like then then all of a sudden the scales are starting to tip in that opposite balance. Like so I'd be thinking, Oh, I know I've done it before and I know I can do it. Oh, but it's so much effort to get back to that point. And then one of, the, one of the biggest killers, though, is like it's actually when you start to let it drag on. Like it's okay to have like I mean, you you were talking to me about this weekend, and like you had a nice bit of food, you enjoyed your weekend. There was no major issues. Like it wasn't like it was the healthiest weekend in the world, but it was grand, and you were happy out to enjoy, you know, a bit of cake and everything else. But then if you let that drag on into the week, that's where failure starts to creep in. That's where the quit might creep in, and that's where if you were three weeks deep, then it's probably it's probably going to write off all the way to the new year. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, you know, it's funny, like what you're talking about there. So it was like, even at the weekend, uh, I was at a birthday. There was a cake, ridiculous cake. I can't. Tell us about it. Go on, let, let the list dream <laughs> about this cake. Because since you text me about it earlier, I, it's all I've thought about. Glory. Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture, actually. So it's it was um, 
a, a chocolate biscuit cake, but it wasn't a regular one. It was um, white. It was a white chocolate and salted caramel biscuit cake with Ferrero Rocher, and I was going to say it had little bits of um, caramel popcorn in it. Don't didn't agree with that part, but I didn't actually know they were in it. Made no difference. I didn't. I I personally thought it was stupid putting them in. But anyway, oh, really nice, really sweet. One of those cakes that, unfortunately, had a taste of more off it. Very dense, like very, like it was packing a good punch, but kind of one of those ones you really would keep eating it. Sounds immense. And so, like, it was like that. And I was so, yeah, we had the birthday cake, whatever. But obviously, like, you know, like like all good parties, you take some cake home. So then, even today after lunch, I was like, I still had some tea left. And I was like, fuck it, I'll have a little bit of cake. But it doesn't, no, that, that's that's a very non-extreme version of it. But before, that would have been a huge piece of cake yesterday. I mean, like enough for about five people, whereas I just probably had a slice. And then at lunch, there was probably even half that again, because it was after eating decent, a decent lunch. And now it's gone. And I don't really care. You know, it's gone. Before, that would have been a huge piece of cake yesterday, a huge piece of cake at lunchtime, huge piece of cake after dinner. And pieces of cake walking past the kitchen every time I walk past it until it was gone. Yeah. And so that's where the, sl- the slide comes into it. You wouldn't even be thinking about it. No, in, in the same way that I didn't think about eating cake yesterday or eating cake today. I've gone so far beyond that point. I don't need to. That's great. But in the same way, when you're not, when you're, in the, when you're on the flip side, you don't think about it then either. It's just a piece of cake. And I mean, this thing now, I... I I, I, I couldn't tell you like actually what it is but you're talking it's one of those cakes where like uh, a slice like a square little slice you're you're probably talking like six seven hundred calories you know it's it was monster sure biscuit cakes they're just like biscuit butter chocolate and then all this other salted caramel white chocolate all this crack yeah yeah you're talking serious uh, serious business there and you don't there are the bits that you won't realize, and you you wouldn't you wouldn't think of it after, like you know, the rest of the day was pretty normal. But that huge, like that huge piece of cake would set you back. And I mean, when I say huge piece, like I said, it's it's more than enough. It's more than a portion. You're, you're, you could literally eat your whole day's worth of calories in that cake. Probably, and then so, and then the next day, and the next day, and then all oh, you thought, you know what, that cake was so nice, I'm going to buy another cake tomorrow, maybe a different one. That's where the slide comes into it. It's that if you don't grasp it, like, or if, if you make such a big deal of it, oh, it's it's so dangerous. But and I that's think one that, thing that's where the quitting mentality comes in, though. It's, it's how you frame that moment of, like, you're living your life, you're having a normal weekend, you go to a birthday, and, you know, obviously birthdays aren't quite the same now when you're probably, it's all just people from one household and all these rules people are following. But, like, at the same time, there's a nice cake there. You're going to have it. And it's, it's how you frame that moment of, am I having a nice slice of cake or is it failure? And if you're the person who's going to look at that moment and say, all right, this is me done. I've, I've gone off the plan. I'm off the diet. Suddenly I can't keep going with this anymore. Like that's the wrong attitude to have. And that's the idea of the person, like the person who's going to be quitting is the person who would frame it like that, as opposed to you, who's obviously, you're not identifying yourself as every meal you've eaten. It's just that's part of the week. And now the rest of the week has to adapt to that in some sense. So like you might have had a little bit less today. You might have a little bit less over the course of a week. And it's not going to impact you in the long term. 
and you as a person isn't going to be suddenly branded as a quitter because you've had a slice of cake. And I think that's the diet culture and the diet mentality that kind of seeps in that if you're off plan, then you're off the grid. You're, you're just completely outside of the fitness world. Yeah. Suddenly you're a failure as opposed to you just had a bad meal. What's the end that's of the actually, You know, I just thought of something else while you said that, like it's not really directly related. But that's, that's a huge problem as well with especially it's just part of the Irish culture. It's why people don't, um, why a lot of people don't share things or don't tell people that they're, whatever you want to call it, on a diet, on a fitness journey, getting fitter. They just don't tell people because of that mentality of, like, you, you tell somebody. And it is. It's an old Irish thing. of you, you, I tell you, oh, I'm on a diet or I'm trying to lose weight. And then you have no idea what I've done for the other seven days of the week or other 30 days of the month. And then that one day you see me eating a big, huge piece of cake for a birthday and you're like, oh, I thought you were on a diet. And that's what happens to people. And then that leads into like that negative impact, and they think what, and that's where some of it comes in. And they think, what's the point? Well, you know, why am I, why am I doing all of this stuff if, if nobody can be bothered? Like, so it's easier for them then to say, oh, I'll just fucking throw in the towel here. If, if, especially I suppose if you're if you're really receptive to what people think or what people say, they're just going to say, oh, fuck it. What's the point in doing this if nobody's gonna? You know, nobody's after telling me for the other 30 days, oh, you're doing great. But that one day, now I feel embarrassed almost. But it's, ah, that's, I suppose, that's a really kind of personal difference with people. I think that is a major factor in it is is actually, you know, do you have an internal motivation to do something? And are you making these changes to your life for yourself? Or are you doing it for the validation of others? And to say, that's where a lot of people are going to fall into that quitting culture is because, their why or their reason for doing it isn't because they they nece- they might want to do it in some sense, but they also want the pat on the back. They want the reassurance from everyone else to tell them they're doing a good job. And so then when you have someone like that who goes into a weekend and they do the absolute dog, or even they've had a bad day in work and they just think, I can't do this anymore, suddenly it gets to the point where they'd rather, you know, just go off the hinges altogether and just absolutely eat all around them for two weeks and then say, I had such a stressful time, I couldn't control it, or that was unavoidable, you know, it's not my fault, I quit. Instead of looking at the situation and go, okay, you let these external factors influence how you reacted, you then took it that you could extend that for a long period of time, and you made the conscious decision to never get back on. Like, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make over and over, and I feel like it's, it's going to be a, a trend in this show no matter what, is that when people have a bad day or have a bad meal or whatever it might be. Like the idea isn't to torture yourself and get back and say, Oh, I need to, I need to be down so many calories this week and I need to increase my deficit. It's really about just getting back into the mind frame of the next meal or the next day. You're back to what you were the day before and nothing is changing. And even if it delays you, even if it slows you down, the important thing is that you're the type of person who has the habits in place. Like you're the type of person who just likes to cook their own meals. You're the type of person who's prepared for the week and has planned for the week. And therefore, small shifts away from that aren't going to impact you. And that's how you avoid that quick culture, by actually being prepared and seeing yourself as the person who's just going to take those small hits and keep moving. Yeah. It's, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like that whole, I've seen it before somewhere. This isn't exactly it, but it's like saying, are you going to leave that one thing influence your your decision to stop doing whatever you're doing or quit whatever you're doing it's like um 
what was it? Just say you had a thousand euro in the bank and somebody stole ten euros. Are you going to spend the other nine thousand nine hundred ninety to 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 chase them and get it back to to follow up on it? You're not like you're just going to write it off and say, okay, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a huge amount, you know. Move on. Don't let that affect the majority. It's the same. It's the same what you just said. And it's a it's a really weird thing when I think about it logically because so many people do that. So many people leave that little tiny piece of I don't know, call it negativity affect everything else when it's just so it's it's so polarized that it, it like it it shouldn't even come into it. But like, why do you think that culture is there so much? And like, oh, it's, it's a generational thing, but I think it's down to the fact of like, across all generations, you have these people who just are quitters and they just see the easy way out as the only way out. And like, I'm not saying I've been like the opposite my whole life. By all means, I've been a quitter in so many respects of, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what area it is specifically, but like, I feel like we all fall into that. But I mean, if we're talking about your average person right now and why they have that quitting mentality is it just down to that they don't want to do the hard work yeah it's 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 literally i think down to and you're right it is a generational thing and it's definitely a lot more prevalent now than it was before and it's probably going to get worse but it is it's it's literally down to there's an there'll be an easier option or someone's looking for the, looking for the easier option or the easier out it's like i said it's it's it just it covers every it covers so many different things these days like just i don't know everyday things that you use nobody repair like i put it this way you walk around say even cork city how many repair shops do you see of various forms very little what you see is a shit ton of shops selling new stuff because people have no value on things anymore unless it's something really specific or say has sentimental value, the majority of people now just won't pay money, say they get something fixed, they just go buy a new one. It's that mentality and it's like, it's just everywhere. It's just the easiest option. We'll take it. I think it does creep in in a lot of like different parts of life. It's not just fitness by any means. We've said a few times now, but I just think it needs to be reiterated. Like, people have this idea of kind of like shiny, like it's kind of like shiny object syndrome where they see the next best thing and it happens with diets. It happens with phones. It happens with cars and people get very caught up in that, keeping up with the Joneses and they get very caught up in what's the next best thing. Like if you were the person who two months ago bought an iPhone 11, we'll say if you're someone who uses iPhones, I know, I know you're against that sort of thing, Brennan, but say the iPhone 12 comes up and you know, that person is going to start feeling bad about themselves that they don't have the 12. And like, what's the feature difference going to be? Probably minimal. But the idea is that it's the shiny object where they're like, oh, I've, I've wasted my money now. I shouldn't have got this new one. And they want to move on to next next best thing. And people do it with diets. They do it with exercise regimes. They do it with gyms. I mean, you take the amount of people who identify themselves as a diet, be it vegan, carnivore, paleo, any of these things, even if it's Weight Watchers, Slimming World, whatever <gasps> culture you're part of, these people and they see themselves as that but if joanne down the road is suddenly on the new best thing and that seems like it's working better it's working faster people are so easy to quit what process they're on and jump onto the next ship that looks like it's moving a bit faster and suddenly grass might not be as green you're looking back you're saying should i stayed where i'm at people don't stay the course anymore and it's in Uh, so many respects of life and so like go on on, sorry no no 
I'm, I'm, there's, there's a definite link there what you just said it's always that like seeing what someone else is doing and it's like that whole thing before you probably start out by criticizing them oh just see your man just see what he's doing that'll never work and then it starts working and the next the very next thing you want to know is what are you doing or what are you doing now to you know people say to you what are you doing now to lose all that weight are you are you do are you training are you running are you walking are you eating whatever it's always exercise though isn't it it's never really oh, oh it's all how much are you burning yourself out in a week? Are you sure you're not overdoing it? Are you doing too much now? What's the amount of steps you're doing a day? It's never, what are you eating? Are you in a calorie? Well, see, you see them there and they're walking the roads. Yeah, good for them. They're getting out of their fucking house. That's not why they're in good shape. Maybe it's a factor in it, but that's not why. But then what happens, like you said, with those people is they see it then and, oh, I want to try that. So when people ask, people ask me all the time, like, oh, what are you doing? I just don't tell them. I'll give them the idea, but I won't tell them exactly what I'm doing because you're wasting your time if you try and replicate someone else. I know, like, you couldn't do what I do and I can't do what you do in terms of the way you approach, like, fitness in general or whatever. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work for anyone. Well, okay, maybe the, maybe the odd exception, but... And then you try and copy someone else and inevitably it doesn't work or you don't, or you don't give it enough time or you just you, you try and literally take it as is and it doesn't work and then you quit and then all that will happen with that is instead of them just saying no i did it wrong or it's not for me or i should have done something differently they'll find a flaw then you must be on the the protein steroids or something you know because if it works for you and it didn't work for them you're at fault and say whereas you'd love to turn around to them and say no because you didn't do it correctly and then you gave up you quit and now you're going to go off and ask somebody else who's drinking, I don't know, green smoothies every morning. You saw them downtown. They're going to try, you're going to try that for two weeks. That's not going to work for either because you go home and have a fry. Then you're going to quit that. And this vicious circle of not understanding why you're doing something, it fails and you quit. But it, it, what's really funny is that it's really down to the comfort zone is such a major factor in that. So like even what you just said there, like why is it so rare that someone will quit the bad lifestyle that's causing them to gain weight, that's causing them to have health issues, that's causing them so much stress in their lives? They find it so hard to quit that bad lifestyle versus it's so easy to quit a healthy lifestyle or a health regime or whatever you want to call it. And it's the idea of it's because it's easier to be unhealthy than it is to be healthy. It's easier to take no steps at all than to actually be trying to take the steps to improve yourself. And like what people need to realize is like me last week, I was in an absolute bad way in terms of motivation. I was in a bad way in terms of wanting to be in any way, like in any, essentially be anything other than just kind of like that give up mentality basically. And what it came down to was I could be two types of people there. You can be the type of person who just keeps going and doesn't do anything like fantastic doesn't do anything glorious to change anything they just cook their lunch cook their dinner don't eat too much of anything too high calorie in a day and you're keeping track and then suddenly it's a week later and you might not have progressed necessarily but you have that small win where i didn't regress i didn't turn into that person who would always fall off the bandwagon and suddenly you're two weeks away and you're you know in a massive calorie surplus you've gained back however much of the weight it's about those small choices, like. It is. And I, like, we've both done it. It's, you get to that point. And, 
like you know you know you can get back to where you need to go and it's much like you know you've done it before you've been in this position before but it's that's the sign of whether you've actually learned something or not does it does it change your decision then if it doesn't you probably haven't learned anything from whatever you're doing and you're going to quit again because it's easier so then then like i suppose oh, there's, there's a whole bunch of factors that come into that maybe it's asking others for help or looking you know looking for professional i would say professional but that's what it is i guess professional help with it but it's just you're like unless you really have a good understanding of what you're doing and more importantly why you're doing it you're setting yourself up for that failure which is i think as much as there's an easy option, the easier option is always going to be easier if you've made it so one-sided. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you. the, the problem is, is that like you, you get into that real cliched like idea of like, oh, it, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Or it's like, and like when I hear that stuff, I cringe a little because although I can see the benefit of it and I can see that it's real in a sense, like it's more about the type of person you want to be and the type of person you are. And that's the way I frame it is that I want to be someone who has the ability to do, you know, certain feats, like, you know, climb up a hill, be able to even just walk to work, whatever it might be. These small things are this kind of stuff. I want to be that type of person. I want to be the type of person who's going to go out and go for a walk every day because they enjoy it. And then therefore, when you're the type of person that do those types of things down the line, that's going to impact your health. And when you're the type of person who cooks all of their meals, that's the type of person who's not going to gain a shed load of weight if they're doing it the right way. Versus like this whole thing of like, when you're saying the cliched thing, like, oh, it's the rest of your life. It's not just a diet. Like the rest of your life is to live like a normal person. The rest of your life is to have the cake at the weekend, but then be able to go back and have a normal week. Like that's, that's an actual lifestyle versus eating broccoli and rice and chicken for fucking every meal for the next however long with that <laughs> no it is like, like it is you need, ah, it's you just need to take a bit of happiness in life as well like you need to be able to enjoy yourself and like let's talk about it now in terms of the next few weeks but like, we might not have pubs necessarily or we might not have the usual christmas but like it is a time where you should be allowed to indulge and enjoy yourself without doing the dog but you should i think the whole the well. whole pro- the whole problem is you, i think you're at, you're at a bad start if you have to think about it that way already if you have to think about, oh, this is a specific period where I can be allowed to do this. I, I won't be thinking about it that way. I won't be doing anything extra for the couple of weeks over Christmas. I won't be changing a whole pile, but I will be when the opportunities arise, eating selection boxes or going to a pub that's open or going out for dinner or doing whatever. But it won't be like, I don't know, I, I, I won't have to actually think about it. But it's great that you're in that place where you can do that. But say, I'm talking about the average person who can't. It's the average person that sees this as like, you're talking about the, we're talking to the listener here who feels like they're going to be missing out if they're going to not be involved in all that stuff in the next four yeah. weeks. And what I'd well, say to that person is you need to look at it as you need to treat it like normal. You need to continue prepping your meals, going for your walks, doing these small things that you've been doing the whole time that have made you successful, that have given you the progress and then live your life like a normal person and if there's an occasion, if there's a reason to go out and have a nice meal or to do something, don't see it as off plan or don't see it as off the bandwagon. Just see it as Tuesday. If Tuesday is the day you go out for a nice steak dinner, it's still just Tuesday. 
there's no there's no bells and whistles about it that make it any different. But I feel like this is the type of season where the amount of times those events are going to come up now, it's going to be more frequent. It's going to be more often. And you are going to have to make more choices around that where you probably haven't had to make them the past six months. Yeah, and I've I've done it before. Like I've I've been I've done the opposite in different times, and I've been trying to improve things of avoiding going out or skipping parts of nights, or you know, like tr- trying to do things the wrong way, like trying to trying to like kind of demonizing these things that people are doing and saying, "Oh, I can't do that. If I do that, I'm I'm going to go off the rails altogether. Or it's going to fuck up my whole week." It's not about that, it's about, like I said, just see it as a normal thing. But at the same time, if you are one of those people, then then be smart about the choices within that. So don't not go to, like, I don't know, whatever way it's going to happen over Christmas, or people, whatever restrictions is, but it's not, it's not going to be a case of, or shouldn't be a case of, no, I'm not going to call down there to whoever because they'll be having a few drinks and I'll feel pressured to have a few drinks and, oh, I don't want to do that thing because I've been so good all week. You should be going there. That is that is literally life, like you said. But then be smart when you go there. When you go buy something that you can drink and enjoy it, but that might not be as impactful. And that's just something as simple as, I don't know, I don't drink cider, but Bulmer's Light versus Bulmer's or... Corona light versus Corona or slimline tonic versus regular tonic if you drink gin and tonic. Small things like that. You're not going to notice any difference. You're not sitting in a room with a, like, you don't have to put up a flag. Like, you don't have to have a big sparkler in your glass to let people know that this is light, light beer or this is whatever. And nobody's any the wiser. You're having a good time. You're probably less hungover in the morning unless you drink, you know, an obnoxious amount of them, which is also a plus. But just get on with it then. Don't don't avoid things. Don't don't say no to it. I tried that before, and it's it's horrendous because all you do is you build that. Like I said, you demonize it, and you build that picture, and you, you, you and it'll work for some people. And you but you might avoid going to things for too long. Then and all of a sudden, you just haven't had a life. And that again, like I don't say it all the time, but it's just not sustainable, and you'll fail. Back yeah. to the F word. I think one of like people's biggest fear at times is that they're going to be left out. And it's kind of like, okay, so say you're trying to eat healthy and the idea of having a thousand calories worth of beer on a night out doesn't really seem appealing. But say you could go the slimline drink route, all the rest, you know, that's one way to approach it. The other way to approach it is just consume a little less. But it's, it's how you frame your mindset around that is going to make the difference. And it's not like you should still go to the night out. You should still be able to do that. Like say one of the biggest barriers I've had over the years is I'm not a big drinker. And so when you go out with people who are on the pints and they're on like massive just nights out, you kind of feel like a bit of a stick in the mud because you're there and you're drinking a Coke. And when you're drinking a Coke and you order a Coke, everyone is like, why are you drinking Coke? Why aren't you drinking? Why wouldn't you have a drink? Why won't you have a bit of a laugh? And people face these barriers when they're on diets as well, that it's going to be the case that people are going to be at them constantly going, why are you going to do that? Now, one of the best things for me was non-alcoholic beer. I'm going to be honest, Heineken Zero tastes the exact same to me. I'm not a big man who personally cares about beer all that much. So I'll order a Heineken Zero. People will see a green bottle and they'll think, oh, Shane's having a few drinks. Perfect. And the calories in Heineken Zero are great. They're not too bad at all. 
So like having two like, of them as opposed to having, you know, five points and just feeling like the pressure to get involved in the night out. You can still be involved in the night out and not have your drink or have your slimline drinks. But it's important to frame how you're approaching the night then and still enjoy it. Because if you're taking the enjoyment factor out, then oh, it all together. I know lots of people who don't drink at all and still go to all these nights out. Nobody blinks an eye at them. It's, it's, it's generally, all right, you're always going to have the external factor of somebody will ask or somebody's going to be nosy and wonder why, or somebody's going to pass comment on it. But it's mainly the internal, what I'm talking about. It's mainly just the, the, for yourself. If you're, if, and uh, like people do it all the time, as, as good as you are, or as strong as you can be with stuff. And I suppose, like put it this way, you go, you, like you were saying there, you, do, you don't want to drink like beer or whatever grand, but you decide, oh, I'm a, like the typical Irish thing, I'm only going to go for one or two. And then four hours later, you come home, and this, and like, this is what I mean. You've had a fucking great night. You haven't thought about anything like remotely calorie or fitness or uh, training wise related. You just had a, a great night on the beer. Next morning you wake up, you're hungover. You're slightly depressed because you're hungover. Then you start beating yourself up about it. Oh, why did I? Oh, what? You know, I shouldn't have done that now. That shouldn't even come into it. Like park that shit and move on. Because, like I said, that, that'll affect the rest of your day, your week, whatever. But on the flip side, if you were if you were the non-Irish mentality person of not saying one or two and say, I'm going out for the night, and, you've, and before you go, you've either chosen not to drink or drink Heineken Zero or drink light beer or drink something else, and you know you're going to do the dog on it, then just go and do that and make that choice before you go. You won't feel half as guilty the next morning. I think the, still be guilt, after. the guilt is a killer. Like the guilt is That's where is. you do quit. Like that is the point where when the guilt is getting on top of you, you beat yourself up so much. That's the point people say, no, I can't keep going because I'm no longer the fitness person. I'm the failure. That's what's wrong so with people. It sounds, it sounds simple, but it's not because if it was simple, everyone would do that. So what, what are we advising people to do in these situations? If they're feeling like they've gone off the track, they're feeling like they're going to quit. I mean, what's the golden nugget there? There's no golden nugget. It's just you have just just forget about it. Just park it. Park and move on. Like I said, like I said a while ago about the whole analogy of spending money to get money back. It's never going to match up. Like, just say yeah, it happened. Whatever. On you go. Start again. Do whatever. If don't start again, do the same thing the next day. But don't drag it. Don't don't leave that be the reason you did it. And especially over Christmas. And I think this is, it's great saying these things, right? Saying, oh, plan your night or do this, do that, plan your day. They're really, really handy. And everyone I'd say can do that. Um, like for single nights out or for you know, occasions, especially the last couple of months, it's been much easier. There's not much going on. Yeah. Whereas you have the potential of Christmas, um, depending on what way things go of like it's not just one night anymore it's your off work for maybe five seven ten days whatever it may be for people and then somebody's home and all of a sudden you're asked to call to their house on a tuesday night for a few drinks and then there's something going on on a wednesday night thursday there's somebody going for dinner or something Friday, you know it turns into an every night thing but don't don't not do that either just be smart about the choices then I think you've got, to, you've got to acknowledge the reality of the situation and you've got to make the choice one way or the other and just accept the choice you've made. 
Like, I think that's one of the biggest factors there, though, is in like what you're saying is there are all these nights, there's all these obligations. There's, there's no one saying you have to do all of them. But if you want to do all of them, own that, accept that, and just do what you're going to do. But like, don't, don't be saying, don't be doing that then for the following month. If you have one busy week, write that off if you have to, park it there, yeah, exactly. go back to doing exactly what you were doing on a regular week. Like, I suppose in the grand scheme of things, a week isn't a long time if you've been if you've been trying to or if you have been improving or trying to improve for a couple of weeks or a couple of months then one one isn't a big deal like i mean it's the same as people who have cheat days which are absolutely retarded but anyway uh like that's like people who think pick one day out of seven why i don't know that's like saying pick one week out of seven it's the same kind of thing if you're if you're thinking long term about it, it it won't matter and i suppose like you can go to the extreme of that if you want you you could plan out i wouldn't but you could plan out your whole day if you wanted if you know that there's like literally a week's worth of socializing coming up then if if that's if that's what works for you go go and plan out each day what you're going to have for your meals what you're going to have for snacks and try and work don't Whatever you do, don't try and make the, the social aspect fit into it. Just accept that if you have a number of, say, let's just say we're talking food-wise or drink-wise, and ca- say you have your number of calories, don't try and make them fit into it. It'll never work because you'll end up just starving yourself all day, making some terrible decisions and feel really, really bad after it. Plan your substantial, say, meals and snacks, and then just accept that you're going to be going over that number for a couple of days. But by planning it you're not going to go over it by thousands you might be going over it by hundreds or a thousand or whatever it may be basically what i'm saying is it'll minimize the impact if it doesn't work for you then don't worry about it go and do what you want and pick it up when everyone goes back to work you won't have made that much of a significant difference to yourself i think that sums it up nicely man yeah, don't need all the selection box in one go. That's a good tip. A real you tip. Don't actually do that. Like, not yeah. like I'd, I'd go through at least three or four bars in one sitting with a few cups of tea. Not, I'm not going to lie to you, listeners. I, I, you know what, Shane? Here's your little life hack for that. Stop making the tea. But the pot's on. Like, you're not. You're just going to keep pouring. You're not going to let it go to waste. Like, you've a nice strong Make, pot of bars. Buy a, buy a small pile. Oh, I could go on forever here. And what if someone stole that pot, Brendan? And then what will we do then? Oh, God. Stealing teapots is a hangable offence. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, teapot stealing will have to be left for another day. But look, it, yeah, uh, that's a good. It's funny because I was, I was just going to say, it's like for, for your non, big non-drinker um, speech, I'd say it was around this time for the Christmas party you went to. When, uh, you definitely were a drinker and you learned your lesson then. See. I, I go through these periods where it's it's not the fact of I'm not someone who doesn't like the taste of drink or that I don't like a night out or enjoy a night out. The difference is, is I don't like the person I am when I'm on a heavy night out. So like me the past year or two, I'd rather opt in to enjoy a night out but not necessarily be a big drinker. But like fast forward, or sorry, like go back to the first lockdown. I was a big drinker. I was going through however many bottles of wine in a week. I was that type of person. Like, it's not like you have to identify as like I like I I'm not by any means like a pioneer, but I'm also not someone who goes on three nights out a week. Like it's balance. Like I'm gonna have a night or two, night out or two at Christmas. I'll probably have a few pints, 
but I'm just not that type of person all the time. You have a good game plan and it works until somebody starts giving you free drink tokens. You know, people think as well, like, like a, a principal thing. I mean, we're not talking about that Christmas party, Brendan. It was too horrific. Cars were vomited in, walls were vomited on, suits were vomited on. It was just a, a total mess. Let's be honest. It hasn't been repeated since. But um, you've made me lose track. Oh, yeah, now I remember. So, like, people think that, like, not, like, you know, not drinking suddenly has to be tied to some big, massive principal thing. And it's kind of similar to the way people eat. Like, I'm going to be upfront and honest with people. I don't like paying for a taxi. I like driving into town. I like the fact that if I'm not enjoying my night, I can hop in my car and just drive on home. And that's half of the appeal of sometimes not drinking because sometimes I can be that stick in the mud. I'm just going to say it now. Other times, I'm that person who vomits all the way home from Roach's town and has someone driving 15 kilometers per hour on the bike. No, it's it's like same as everything else falls into those choices like and there's nothing around i'm the same i can go for i might go for weeks and months without having a drink i don't particularly like drinking at home but i'm also the same person I could go out four or five nights in the trash it's just choice i don't get sick in cars or anything by the way that was just shame i've done it many a time in my life it's a great story though i will say that we might touch on it some other time. I, f- I feel like just advice for Christmas parties alone could be a podcast in itself. But well, I will, you don't, we don't have to worry about that this year. Nobody's going to be getting Christmas parties and free drinks vouchers. and it's tough, yeah. All that crack. It's, big, it's a big part missing, actually, from corporate lives for people this year. They're going to, people are going to find it a little bit easier this year, maybe, to plan their socializing because there's not that kind of element of it. Like I know, I know people would have, like, you'd have a team's you know, work night out and then you have like a company work night out and then you have other things with like friends, you get invited to some other thing. Like the, the, the reality of it is a lot of that isn't happening this year. I wonder how that's going to impact though. Like I feel like you've had a few different camps throughout this whole COVID situation where you have the people who went wickedly unhealthy, then you have the people who went on mad fitness kicks. But like when we get back to normal and we're back in normal life and you have all of these events you have all the usual stuff that are going on you're able to go out every weekend you're not limited who are going to be the people who are going to see themselves at that fit self they've been for the past six months and who are just going to go straight back to i quit i'm back to being that unhealthy person and that i think that's gonna be the telltale like right, i think it's easier to be healthy I, oh absolutely 100 percent. like uh I think you'll see a good split of it, though. I think you will see people who maybe say were big socializers before not socializing as much. And then on the flip side, you'll see people who didn't go out as much having hated the idea of it, now realizing, hang on a second, life is short. We get locked down again and they'll be going twice as much. So I think it'll, it'll be interesting to like little, the part of the big social experiment, I suppose. It's been, there's been a few silver liners to just like an overall shit situation, but like, if Absolutely. I was I never it. working remotely. If I never had like, like say, if I didn't have the non-commute now, I have now like I literally get up in the morning, so I'm getting an extra hour of sleep start off. So I'm way more well rested. Fantastic. I'm at home more, and I have more time to cook all my meals. I can literally walk straight out of my home office into the kitchen and make a homemade lunch. I have the whole hour to do it, and I can still sit down with a cup of tea after. Like, it's literally made being a healthier person so much easier based on the fact that I'm not packing up Tupperware to bring to an office. I'm not heating something up in the microwave while someone else is eating McDonald's. Like all of these choices you'd have to make usually are gone. And 
I can be honest, I'll take that as a win. And if I can be down 40, 50 kilos by the end of it, happy days. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, that's I, my I feel, I feel like there's a, huge, there's a whole podcast of its own there in relation to just like, okay, working from home in general, but for people who, have, who don't have to do the same things they did before every day. Same for me. I, I'm saving the bones of two hours. And that goes into everything from training to getting out to cooking fresh food to whatever it is. But, oh, there's such a big difference. I love it. You don't have to socialize with people either. It's great. I mean, that, that's your perspective. I personally miss seeing people. But um, I'm less grump than you. So that is what it is. Look, man, I think we'll leave it there. Um, for listeners, look, if there is anything you want discussed in the podcast, please send it in to us. We put up the question box every week. This week, things were a bit quiet. We had a few questions in. They didn't really tie in with the topic. But look, we will get to them at some point. We appreciate it. But if there are any specific topics you want discussed, let us know and we'll be happy to do our research and actually talk through them. And also send us in your opinions, uh, which would be entirely correct if you said a Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Do you agree? Yes or yes in red? I mean, I, I just think it's hands down Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Who is saying yeah, that? Lots of people, apparently. Let's find out. Disgraceful. We'll, we'll pop that up on the Instagram straight away tomorrow. And look, as I said, usual, subscribe, share, listen, be kind to each other and uh, stop being fat. You know, just, just try to be a little healthier this week. Take that one step and we'll, we'll be proud of you, especially Brendan. And I pride of Brendan is, is highly valuable. We'll leave it there. Slow on.